You are listening to the latest message from Bar None Cowboy Ministries in Omaha, Texas, where we don't care about your past, but care about your future. We thank you for joining us as we look into God's Word with Pastor Dwayne Higgins. Today, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of famous singers started out singing in churches, and um, that's where they learned how and. And I, I think we've got about five or six of them that will never be bashful. They, they're getting over that rather quickly. Uh, only a couple of them are completely over it. But the others are learning to be, it's a lot. And that's good. I, I, I'm, I'm happy that we can help be a part of man. When they left, the place emptied out. You know, that's a good thing. A lot of churches, you could turn the children loose and nobody would move. But we're not. We're blessed. All right. I'm going in a place that I hesitated to be for lots of years because there's a couple of things about it that, uh, first of all, it's been hard to understand. It's hard to see. It's hard to know. And then... Um, then there's times that people go to seed on this book uh, and and they forget about the rest of it. And um, and I've always refrained from doing much out of the book of Revelation, but I, I believe today's the day that we need to be looking at it because we're seeing it fulfilled. Uh, and we're going, I'm going to try to teach you a few things about it and how to help you understand some of it. And... Um, uh, and to be truthful, is none of us fully understand all of it. But the, the good thing about it is a lot of it we're seeing being fulfilled today uh, and stuff on that. So the first part of this message, I'm going to try to teach you some things that what makes this book different from all other books is not the message, but how it's written in the time frame and, and how you look at it. Uh, if you try to read the book of Revelation in a chronological order like you would anything else, you're going to find yourself totally confused. Uh, it's not written in a chronological order. It's written based upon visions that John received while he was on the Isle of Patmos. John was a, John the Beloved disciple. Uh he uh, was the son of Zebedee. He had a brother named James. He was the only disciple that really survived a lot of the persecution. And even though they tried to kill him on various occasions, they never were successful. And they put him on this isle called Patmos, which is just, it's in the middle of the Aegean Sea, which is east of Greece. Uh, it was very desolate at the time. Uh, it was a place they put the prisoners. There was no escape from there. You uh, you got there on boat, and if you left, it'd be on a boat. Uh, it, it, it stood way outside in it by itself. And while there is where John recorded these visions to what we know now as the book of Revelation, which is the completion of the New Testament. And literally, we need to understand that. To fully understand these visions, you've got to understand 
These visions cover three time periods. The first time period is a 2,000 years between Christ and where we are today. And through that, you're going to find things like the churches, uh, this, the messages to the seven churches. You're going to find things in there where you talk to see the beast rising up out of the sea. These are kingdoms and various things. So part of it deals with this 2,000-year period of everything the world is doing in preparation for the second time slot. And the second time slot is the period of the seven-year tribulation. And it's divided up into two parts, 42 months in the first part, 42 months in the second part, which is the middle of that seven-year tribulation. And we'll look at it. Then there's one other time slot that is mentioned, not, not a lot because it really doesn't relate to any of us, and that's the thousand-year millennial reign of Christ that comes after the seven-year tribulation. And so when you read that, you need to understand John writes in one set of scriptures about, and he's in reference to that 2,000 year of all that's going on. So part of the vision is representing the growth of kingdoms, the growth of political structures, and the growth of uh, the Antichrist and Antichristian denominations that are out there and, and they're doing that so you see that but then certain ones i'm very specific and those are the ones we're going to look at today uh, uh, at least part of some of them uh and so i'm going to ask you to turn with me to your bibles to revelation chapter six and these scriptures right here deal specifically in the first half of the seven-year tribulation I've made some statements, and I'm going to stand on them because I, I'm convinced October 7th we completed all but the one aspect that's left that will come under our time, and I, I believe we entered into the seven-year tribulation, and I've got a lot of things that can prove it and dates and various things. And, and that's why I believe now is the time we need to look at this and understand this so that you see what's coming in the very next future. First of all, have you noticed on the news what you see? Have you noticed the uprise in support for the Palestinians? They said uh, just the past day or two, I didn't realize it until this morning, Ed said that one of these pro-Palestinian uh, protests attacked the White House. And if Where's the uproar on that? Why are we not in an uproar like we was on the January 6th? Because it's not dealing with a certain group of people. But they're doing that. Where's the uproar about the, the babies that were beheaded? Where's the uproar about the babies that were put into a stove and the stove turned on to torture the baby to try to get the mother to talk. Where's the uproar? Where's the uproar about 1,400 innocent citizens being killed or 230 or 40 hostages taken and hidden 
in people hiding behind. Where's the uproar about a, a Hamas army hiding behind their own people? They don't care for their own kids. How much more do you think they're going to care for yours? So anyway, we're there. I, I believe we're there, and, and boy, we could we could spend weeks on some of this, and we very well may, I don't know. But in, in Revelation chapter 6, we see these things called the seals that are being opened. Six of them... Uh, to my understanding, will fall in the first three and a half years of the tribulation period. And, and we'll kind of go through them. And the first one would be, there is called the first seal, is the rider of a white horse. And he says, Then I saw the Lamb, which is Jesus Christ, and he broke one of the seven seals, and I heard one uh, of the four living creatures saying to John, Come. And I looked, and behold, a white horse, and who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. In the first three and a half years in this period right now, I think we're going to see an uprise in people coming to know Jesus Christ and the salvation that comes through him. Because it scares people when they begin to see this. And, and, and he and he alone can give victory over death. Okay, boy, we ought to all amen that. He and he alone is the only one that can give victory over death. He's the only one that can give anybody hope. And so there has been a multitude of people laying around the, the world today that have just not really taken sides, but now they're going to be face to face with the possibility of death. Many of them are Jews, and I think we're going to see a very large percent of the Jewish population come to know Christ in this three and a half year period. You think, well, they're Jews. They, they know Christ. No, they rejected him as the Messiah. For 2,000 years, they've been looking for the coming Messiah. They've been looking for the coming and waiting upon him. They're still following Judaism. We've seen some very dominant Jewish individuals who've gotten saved, started churches, who are now doing a major outreach to the Jews, even now, and there, and uh, you see advertisements on, on TV about them and various ones. They they're very famous, but we're seeing a, a major outreach, and I think that's what this first seal is: is that now we're going to begin to see a great amount of salvation as people are coming to know the truth about the fulfillment of scriptures. The second seal. He said, when he broke the second seal, I heard that it said, come, and another red horse went out into him, and who sat on it was granted to take peace from the earth, and that men would slay one another with a great, a great sword was given to him. Sword is uh, just another name for weapons. Are we not seeing that today? The wars, the peace, the lack of peace here in America, they're working under the, the First Amendment that we have the right to protest, and you do. But you, does the right to protest, does that give you the right to destroy my property in your protest? But that's what they're doing. They're not destroying mine, but it's literally they're, they're protesting, destroying people's property. If they deface part of the government structures there i've got 
a little bit of ownership in there because I pay taxes. But they're doing that. And so we're seeing the world come unglued. There's no telling how many of these groups in here. I, I'm literally shocked to see tens and tens of thousands of people gather in our major cities that are pro-Palestinians. And yet they're the very ones who spit upon this nation called America. I'm proud to be an American. If you want to be a Palestinian, go live over there and do what you want to over there. But here in America, I'm American, and I'm proud of that. We represent that. And I don't have a lot of tolerance with somebody coming over and, and, and doing this. And I'm glad they're not doing it here in Morris, Morris County because I'm afraid to be some rednecks. May you teach them some what for and fulfill that Jason Aldean song, don't try that in a small town. It's just not going to happen. Um, our police officers would be on our side. Uh, but we see this, so I think we're in the beginning stages of seeing nothing more than mass wars. And I was talking just a little bit a while ago, and he's reading a book, and I'm going to be interested in reading some of it too. Let me just tell you something. The U.N. has already voted to try to restrain Israel. We just appointed, the U.N. just appointed Iran over a council they have over human rights. Boy, that's a, that's like telling the wolf, won't you guard my sheep tonight? You know? Um, we have Turkey who is uh, part of NATO, who has promised to do everything they can to destroy Israel. And so we've got the whole world turning on them and these nations turning. That's part of that 2,000-year structure of, of the UN, the rise of the Muslim nations and stuff, and, and what you might not know about Turkey, but uh, part of the Ottomans, is part of the Assyrians, is part of the groups that always have been against Israel. Uh, actually, God used them to in the history of Israel. We have Iran, which is part of the Persian Babylonian groups. They're direct descendants from them. Gaza, the Palestinians here, are direct descendants of the sons of Anak and the Philistines from David's period. And then you've got the Egyptians, who right now are sitting quiet. But the three major groups around Israel are all Muslim controlled. And that's why you're going to see a shift to that and them turn against them. And, and, there. and so we see this second seal being broken even now where war is coming. The third seal is famine. And he talks about that. Well, what is famine? He talks about a, a quarter wheat for a Daenerys and three quarts of barley for Daenerys do not damage the oil or the wine. A Daenerys was a typical day's wages. So to, to make a, a couple loaves of bread, it would take you a day's wages to raise wheat bread. Barley, which is a lower, cheaper grade of grain, you could do three times as much. In other words, it, instead of eating high on the hog like we do, you're going to be 
paying a day's wages just to survive. Been to Brookshire's lately? Barbara and I ordered two barbecue sandwiches last night from Rear of the Steer and one order of French fries. Somebody else has been there. $29.18. And I furnished my own drink. And I thought, whoa. I buy groceries for y'all every week. The other day, I went when we was going to have the chili, I had everything for the chili. I went and bought six bags of corn chips and two things of cheese, and it cost me $37. I said, whoa, that's in America. Famine is working its way all around the world. The world produces a lot of its food in very limited areas. We've been through one of the hottest summers we've had in a long time. Lack of rain. Beef is skyrocketing, which is good for some of it. Not good for others. I went to Brookshire's uh, Super One the other day and wanted to buy some lettuce. A man said, I've not bought head lettuce in the past 10 trucks. I can't get it. Spring Market could not get it. Brookshire's could not get head lettuce in America. Famine is coming. Expenses are getting out of sight. Food's going to get out of sight. If you've never gardened, you may want to consider raising your garden. You might want to buy some seed now because famine is coming in this period of time, not only locally, but worldwide. Could you imagine if some of these groups in America today shut down computer systems and our telecommunication system, how long will it take Dallas supermarkets to run out of food? How many think a half a day? How many of you think a week? I promise you in 12 hours, they can be out. I, Mike and I have worked out there, and I remember one time a refinery shut out and by that evening, we couldn't buy gasoline anywhere around Princeton area. We were there. We were there during the, the 2020 deal. You could go in a Brookshire's out there. Because, you know, toilet paper was hard to find. I thought, I will find it. I could. You could go out there every day and it could. Food is already, because those, the Metroplex, when people begin to stock up, are sold. It's based on the truckloads coming in every day, every day. And when there's a run on it, then it leads to famine. So we see these things happen. That's the third seal. The fourth seal is death. Death comes in various ways. It's going to come through pestilence, famine, wild beasts of the earth, various things like that. <clears throat> Two of these we've already seen. Here in America, people are dying from COVID-19. We see what it can do. People running out of food, famine. The wild beast, 
in some areas, if you're hunting with a bow and arrow, it may be. But around here, I think uh, we can control the population other than the wild hogs. Uh, we may have to be eating those pretty soon, but uh, keep your ammunition. But think about the countries that are not blessed like we are. And the beast and the stuff that's going on in the famines and people dying by the hundreds and hundreds. That's the natural death. That's not even counting the wars. The fifth seal. It's going to be martyrs. There's going to be a lot of people killed for their faith. The Jewish people receive 60% of all persecution in America today. It's multiplied 400% in four weeks. I promise you in the next three years, the further this thing goes, the more and more people will be killed. And because Christians will stand for Israel, you'll begin to see that happening throughout the world too. There again, you're surrounded and in an area that you'll probably be okay. <laughs> for a while, but they're going to have to take up lots of guns and lots of bullets from this area. I promise you in here right now, um, it would we could arm a pretty good militia right now from what's in here. And, um, but a lot of places are. A lot of people don't have that opportunity. But martyr has always been a part. It's going to get even worse in these days. And then the sixth seal says terror. That it's going to get so bad that, that it, with the sun and the earthquakes and all that's going on, this fear is going to be upon all people. There have been two earthquakes on the West Coast this week. They weren't major. One was in California. The other one uh, was just north of there somewhere. I, I, I heard a little bit about it. But two earthquakes already. But we're just now getting into it. We're, we're just now four weeks into this period of time. People are scared and fearful right now. I was reminded yesterday that that was the one-year anniversary of the tornado that came through here. A November tornado was unheard of. We only had one or two deaths. We came real close to having a lot more, a lot of damage. And um, so storms and various things are going to happen. People are going to be fearful. We don't know what's come across the border the past three years and what they could do. Have no idea the groups that are coming and what they may do. And fear is going to come. But there's this is where we come to an interlude in Chapter 7. It says an interlude breaks, and then there's 144,000 Jews from the, each tribe, 12,000 from each tribe is going to be sealed right here. This is mid-tribulation period. But then the very next thing we see, and this is going to be where I, I plant my feet, 
is a multitude from the tribulation will be seen before the throne of God immediately after that. I think that three and a half years from October the 7th, you're going to see the mid-tribulation period, the Antichrist will be set aside, the 144,000, and somewhere right after that, I don't know when they, we're going to leave, but right after that, you're going to be with the Lord. The rapture, what I, the church referred to the rapture, because it says this great multitude from the tribulation period. So he's very specific about that, where they are and who they are, and they've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, and they have white robes, and they're going to serve the Lord forever. That are the born-again believers in the 2,000-year period who went through the tribulation period and, and stuff. And that's the way I see it. And I believe we're, that's where we'll be. Because the next part, if we were to go on with that, you begin to see the judgment of God. And stuff. But then chapter 6 and 7 and 8, deal with the tribulation period but then nine and ten go back and that's what i want to say about you got to watch it when you're reading this you don't continue to move through this because there he shifts to a different vision of, about a little book in an eating which is dealing where he is that day and stuff and then we go over into the the wrath and various things and we'll talk about them but when you're studying the scriptures of the Revelation, you need to try to identify the period of time. The first five chapters are dealing with that 2,000-year period that, that between Christ and the tribulation period. Then we deal with the tribulation period, but then we're going to go back in chapters 9 and 10, and I'd have to look and see all the different breaks, but then we come back to the tribulation period and deal with the last half of it. But in the midst of that, it's going to talk about kingdoms that arise and the various kings and the horns, the dragons, and everybody's trying to figure all that out. Well, he's pretty clear on that. That's kingdoms that rise up. And, and so we know that's a, a multitude of time. And primarily, we're looking at the, the growth of Islam as being the biggest threat to the Jews and to Christians, okay? Hinduism is not a threat. It's a, it's a false religion. Buddhism is not a threat. It's a fake religion. I mean, it's a threat to some degree. Mormonism is not a threat to Christianity. Jehovah's Witnesses are not a threat. But Islam is. And yet, our vice president, got up to make a speech the other day about a new coalition made. Now, anti-Semitism is the biggest thing right now happening. In her speech, she mentioned anti-Semitism one time. But you know what the focus is? Islamophobia, the fear of Islam. The commission is there to convince you not to be afraid of the Muslim. But we're going to do this under the disguise of slowing down the attacks on Israel 
Israelis. But now what it's going to do, it's a whitewashing of, of the Muslim faith. And I'm here to tell you the reason they are the danger to Christianity is because they're straight from the pits of hell. Muhammad set himself up as the coming Christ. He did not deny that Jesus was born, did not deny that Jesus was a great prophet, but he, was said, he said this, Jesus was killed before he fulfilled his role as Savior for the world. Therefore, God has raised me up to be that Savior, which makes him the Antichrist. Maybe not the Antichrist of the New Testament of the, the tribulation, but he is a Antichrist, anti-Christian, and everything in the Quran is anti-Scripture. I several years ago I did some studying on it and and I told the church body, I said, there was one scripture found in the Koran that I agreed with. And it was over in the back of it. And he said, uh, you will not change me and I will not change you. And I said, that's right. It promotes the destruction of anything but radical Islam faith. That, that's, that's the core group. We've been seeing this going on. Since 2001, when they attacked, and everybody was scared to death to offend the Muslims. I don't know about you, but I'm offended by them because they attacked my Savior, and they attacked me. I, have, I, I want them to get saved. I'm not saying that, but I'm not going to respect them. I'm not going to listen to them, and I'm sure not going to hold back from them. I'm going to tell them that unless you get saved and accept Jesus Christ, you're dying and going to hell. And if you don't want to, we'll just send some people over and help you along. Because that's what they would do to me. They despise you as a born-again believer. They despise the Jews because of who they are. And they will always be an enemy, folks. And that's why we're seeing this is a great holy war between the descendants of Ishmael and the descendants of Isaac. And it's shifted now from worldwide to focusing on the Middle East. And you're going to see the rise of Turkey. You're going to see the rise of Iran. You're going to see Egypt get involved with it. And then their alliances are Russia and China. America is just barely holding on to Israel right now. I, I, I will make this prediction between now and Easter, if that far, you will see a dramatic change in the stance that America has with Israel. We will back them. We will begin to try to put pressure on, already putting pressure on to start to do a ceasefire. Some events going to happen between now and, and probably March or April that's going to cause the American political system to turn away completely from them. There. I don't know what it may be, but we will turn because when this many, the president's already moving away from that stance because 
certain Democratic places are saying, we're not going to vote for you if you keep his stance. So he's starting to shift. He's already moving. He's got people in Congress and in Senate already that Tlaib and all that, they're, they're, they're moving that away. So we could see where we're going with this. But when you read the book of Revelation, you need to keep in mind part of this deals with this 2,000-year period. Part of it deals with the first half of the tribulation. Part of it deals with the second half. And then just a little bit of it, we'll talk about the 1,000-year reign, which is for the 144,000 where Satan will be bound up and not released for that. So you and I have nothing to worry about with that. We're going to be with the Lord by that time anyway. And uh, we're going to always be with Him and stuff. So our focus right now needs to be for those events happening in this seven-year tribulation period. You can say, well, I don't believe we're there. Well, that's fine. I, you, it's all right. I'm, I am. I'm convinced. 100%. That's where we entered into. Uh, I've done a good bit of studies. I can show you dates and various things. Those of you who know me, I've been telling you something was going to happen at the end of the Feast of Tabernacles. Well, I'm not sure what it was, but it's going to be world-changing. It's going to deal with Israel being the center part of it. That's where we're at right now. To me, that was that was the icing on. That's that's when Mama put the the last bit of that icing right in the middle of the cake. It's there. It's finished. We are now in that period of time, and I'm 100% convinced of that. I have no doubts. And to be truthful, a lot of what I've told you today, as as far as the period of time has come directly in this past month, well, God opened because I. I struggled with the book of Revelation, always have, trying to understand it. And one morning, God just began to show me how to make it clear. And when that came, it's like the blinders were removed. I'd been looking at it wrong all these years, trying to see it built in in a chronological order. And I thought, no, wait. And then I began to read and study it, and it fits. I'm getting, these are various visions that John received on various days. He, we don't know how long it took for him to write this. It was not a sit down and write moment where he just wrote and wrote and wrote. These were visions that God was showing him. And that's why you'll get a, a snapshot of the tribulation period. Then you'll get a snapshot uh, of, of the overall deal. You'll get another snapshot of what God's showing him, the destructive part. In the, so it's various shots of it and you and you don't read it like we read everything else from one, chapter 1 to chapter 21 22 you don't read it that way you read it for the vision that's there and then you start reading the next section and you well you got to figure out where does it fit does it fit in the 2000 year history of what god's doing to get you to that point or does it fit in today and then it, it makes sense like I said, there's just very little scripture that deals with the millennium, and, and we, that doesn't even—that's not us anyway. And uh, but there year will be after the second coming of Christ will be a thousand-year reign when Satan is bound up for a thousand years. Hundred forty-four thousand are there. The earth will be a continual place of glory and God's grace and mercy, 
And then at the end of that, Satan will be released for another period of time. We don't know what's going to happen in that period of time. It doesn't matter. You're not going to be there. You're not going to be there if you're born again. That's why I think it's so important when we sang that song while ago, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. I hope and pray you don't just sing that, but that you know where you'll be. Because the roll is uh, getting ready to be called. The trumpet's getting ready to blow. And at any time, you could leave this earth. Do you know where you're going to be? Do you know where you're going to be? Because if you don't, there's only one way to get there. And I promise you, if you'll just receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and accept Him into your heart, there will be a peace that will pass all understanding. And you will know Him for who He truly is. And He will change your life. And then you will know for sure where you're going to be because that's that peace that passes all understanding. Don't put your faith in church membership, church attendance, or good works because none of them can do anything for you. You're saved by faith through grace and that faith must be in one person that's Jesus Christ and His blood and Him alone. Don't 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 try to go join anything and I, I want you to join the kingdom of God. And I hope and pray you will. So anyway, we're going to look at this and I'll pray about it. Does it did this help you any? Okay. Because I know you're interested. People are wanting to do it. And and there's been a lot of studies, a lot of things there. And and in the past, and I'm not saying all people got it wrong, but Nobody could really say, I, I, that's why I've quit reading books on it, because everybody had these ideas. And I said, God, I need to know from you when it's happening. And that's why even for me, for years, it was hidden. Until just recently, I began to see it, because now it's unfolded right in front of us. And I said, okay, now it fits. The puzzles come together. We're not putting a few pieces here. We're getting down to the close completion of it where you can see what's happening and that's where we are today so don't be fearful rejoice because our redemption draws near won't y'all stand up i'm gonna turn you loose you can get to the rear steer and get you thirty dollars out and go get you uh, two barbecue sandwiches and order a french fry and drink water <laughs> but you know it's just getting expensive to live and uh, it's getting hard because that's what it what it's come to. Father, we gather here in your name. And I'm blessed, Father, to be around so many good people. Father, I know there's probably some living in fear right now, but I pray that they'd be anxious for nothing. Because when we understand your word, we understand our relationship with you that when we're saved, you're going to take care of. And we've got all that worked out. Food's going to be expensive, but you're going to provide.
You've given us all and allowed us to live in a part of the country that's relatively safe. We love one another. We can help one another. We can feed one another. We can help see after one another. But Father, we got brothers and sisters around the world who are not in places like this. And I pray that our eyes would be open in understanding that the world is entirely different from what we experience right here. The Father may be, be filled with hope, filled with truth, and filled with excitement. May we be focused on reaching people around us right now with the gospel, realizing time is very short. And sometimes in the next few years, there's going to be a trumpet blast. And when it's then, the church is taken out. And we will stand before you. So prepare us for that day and allow us to reach many, many people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. May we do all that we can to support one another, share what we've been given, with one another to help those who are in need. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Won't you bring somebody with you next week? See if we can shake them up a little bit. We thank you for listening to Bar None Cowboy Ministries in Omaha, Texas. We invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. We are located on Highway 259, just south of the four-way in Omaha. You may also find us on Facebook or the web at barnonecowboyministries.com, a place where we don't care about your past, but care about your future.